I'll tell you what I got into. I was um, <clears throat> talking, had a pastor come over uh, yesterday and was talking to him on spiritual warfare stuff. And um, I know I have preached it here. We've talked about it. But the devil is really trying to make an inroad into the modern church with this mental illness stuff. Um, and I tapped into that this morning and started, ooh, and the Lord gives some tremendous victory. Um, but it is big. It is, we're getting it from the world. I say we, not, not us, but it's trying to seep in. <clears throat> but God didn't give us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. You're supposed to have a sound mind cast out the devils, he was sitting clothed in, in his right mind. And that's, this has been, praise God. People are not going to be deceived, but so long. And um, so, praise God. The Bible said Abraham gave all that he had unto Isaac, but unto the sons of the concubines. You know, I have looked at that word concubine ever since I was a teenager, um, and we've laughed about it. A concubine was not a shack-up girlfriend. Now, I have always thought about it being that. Actually, there are a couple of places, and Abraham is one of them. It's not in this reading, but it's somewhere here in uh, around. Uh, a concubine was a wife, married wife, legally married, but it was uh, a lesser wife. Now, don't ask me to explain that. It wouldn't work at my house. Um and I was, you know, I was thinking about it this morning. Can there be anything more chaotic to a home, a family? And it was common. It was common in the Old Testament. David had 17 um, wives. Nothing more chaotic to the family structure. Uh, Jacob had two wives and God allowed it. I don't believe that that was his plan, but uh, uh, anyway, we don't, you know, we don't go there now, but uh, so uh, of course, by the time that Abraham married Keturah, who was a concubine, and I guess it does uh, in a roundabout way mentioning it here in these, in these verses, uh, she was his only wife, the way I, even though the word in verse 6 is plural, it doesn't give the name of another one. But um, there, God had drawn a line between Isaac and uh, 
these other sons that he had. There was only one son of promise. And the son of promise had to be born of the mother who changed her name. Abraham changed his name from Abram to Abraham. Sarah changed her name, or God changed their name, from Sarai to Sarah. What God did was to give both of them the principal letter of his name, which would be transliterated H in, uh, from Hebrew uh, into English. And so uh, it is a, an indication here that, uh, and beyond that, that the mother had to be a part of the covenant. This is what happens when we go down in water in Jesus' name, in baptism. We take on his name and we can look back as far as Abraham. And the principle was there in, in uh, foreshadowing and I guess in type of uh, the time that would come that we would come into covenant with him. And that covenant would be sealed when we take his name. The sons of these concubines, if there were plural, and the word is plural in verse 6, uh, even though it does not give any names, we know of Keturah. Uh, the son, sons of Keturah were Abraham's son, but they were not the son of covenant. And God drew a line between his sons, the sons of Abraham. And we can go even further back than that. And if time allows me, which it probably won't, uh, we'll get the, the brief um, version this morning. I'm still not uh, feeling that well. Uh, and so I'm going to, this is... Uh, just part of living, I guess. Genesis 17 and 1. Uh, I, I want to, to read um, a few scriptures, but God drew a line between those that, that were born of covenant and those that were born outside of the covenant, the covenant mother and the covenant father. Sarah came into covenant when she changed her name. And it is so important. There's so many people that think, oh, it, 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 it really doesn't matter. Yeah, it does if you're going to get the inheritance. The Bible says, I just read it in verse uh, 6, 5 and 6. To those other boys, he gave gifts and sent them away. But to Isaac, he gave everything he had. 
Let me just cut to the chase. I have seen people that could operate in gifts, and I've seen people healed. I've been to some of the meetings to where it happened, and the gift of faith was there, and people were healed. But there's more to living for God. There's more in this kingdom business than just a gift. I've seen people that operated in gifts that were not living right. Did they have gifts? Absolutely. Matter of fact, there are some of you here that will remember it was July the 24th of 1989 that in this building there was a guy sitting right about somewhere about where Ebony is sitting and he gave a tongues and interpretation. How many of you remember that? Yeah, Pam does. And um, I think Debbie Perry is downstairs. She would also. Uh, Tongues and interpretation, and he was right on the money. His name was Jeff. And before the week was out, he was arrested for soliciting. Yeah. A gift, yeah. Walking with God, no. You don't chase gifts. I've, I've, I've made mention of, to this of pastor uh, recently. Just because somebody is gifted, really all that means is they're gifted. Doesn't mean they're walking with God. It doesn't mean that everything is right because God will give a gift and then somebody that has received a gift can make a right turn and go somewhere else out there and not live for God and that gift still operate in them. There, there are, I, I have known people, for example, that were called to preach and God gifted them in that area and them backslide. I'm going to tell you that is a horrible place to be, not just because they're backslid, but because that gift will operate in them and still they'll still periodically get a word from God, but there's no outlet for that word from God. And so what could have been a blessing now torments them because it is operating in them, clawing in their mind, but they can't get a release from that. Genesis 17 and 1, and when Abraham was 90 years old and 9, the Lord appeared to Abraham and said unto him, I am the Almighty God, walk before me, be thou perfect, and I will make my covenant between me and thee, and I will multiply thee exceedingly. And Abraham, Abram fell on his face, and God talked with him, saying, As for me, as for me, behold, my covenant is with thee, and thou shalt be a father of many nations, neither shall thy name any more be called Abram, but thy name shall be called Abraham, for a father of many nations I have made thee, and I will make thee exceeding fruitful, and I will make nations of thee, and kings shall come uh, uh, out of thee, and I will establish my covenant between me and thee and thy seed uh, after thee, and their generations for an everlasting, an everlasting 
covenant. This is something that uh, it, it, it is so important because it deals with us. It comes right down, and I'm going to uh, uh, skip over some things, uh, and, and I'm going to go to the book of Galatians chapter 3 and verse 29. The Bible says, and if ye be Christ." Then are ye Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Abraham received a promise. He entered into a covenant. And that covenant, the Bible says, is an everlasting covenant. It comes down to our day. And we entered into that covenant when we took his name in baptism. Galatians 3 and 6, the Bible says, Even as Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness, know ye therefore that they which are, uh, are of faith... The same are the children of Abraham. So if we're walking uh, with God by faith and we have entered into that covenant, we are the children of Abraham by faith. We've got to understand that. Because of that covenant, we don't just receive gifts, but we receive everything the Father has. There are some things that God has not yet released into the church. About two months ago in prayer, the Lord allowed me to see it and to sense it, and I have been praying. We are headed in that direction. The church is headed in that direction. When the children of Israel or not the children of Israel, but the, the 120 came out of the upper room. The Bible says they were endued with power from on high. Things changed in that upper room after a time of prayer and tarrying. And I feel a drawing personally, and I believe God is getting ready to draw his covenant people to an upper room experience. It's not to receive the Holy Ghost. We've already received the Holy Ghost, but it is a, a time of tarrying and waiting on God for the next dimension that God is going to take us to. When they came out in that of, of that upper room experience, virtually everyone they prayed for was healed. Multitudes received the Holy Ghost instantly within an hour. Is it, is it safe to say within an hour, 3,000 had received the, the baptism of the Holy Ghost and were baptized in his name? Well, the Bible says that 3,000 were baptized. We don't know how many received the Holy Ghost. I would assume it would probably, probably was a larger number than that. There's always a disparity with how many receive the Holy Ghost and, and uh, are baptized a lot of times uh, because some people are baptized later and, uh, you know, you've, if you've been around the church a long time, you understand uh, what I'm talking about. But, but instantly there were 3,000 that were converted and came to God that day. 
There is a place that God is taking his church to because of the time that we are in. We are in are fastly approaching the time of end time harvest. And when that harvest time hits, we pray for people and some of them are healed. We pray for people and sometimes there are miracles and we rejoice over every miracle that happens. I, I know that there are people out there that are frustrated at times like I am because you pray for people and they're not healed and you think, God, why? why, why? You know, I've never got past the place to where I wonder in my mind. I don't question God, but I wonder, why, why did you heal this and you didn't heal that, uh, this particular situation here? I, I uh, was... Uh, in another state about a year ago, just over a year ago, and there was this guy, he was really, really messed up, messed up bad. I may have told you part of the story. Uh, it's the one where God, where, where the guy had to put this uh, thing on uh, and, and buckled him, himself in because his shoulder was so tore up. And uh, in order to play the drums, he had to put this harness on and buckle it up to play the drums. God instantly healed that, but God left a lot of other things of, that were a result of this accident that he was in and did not heal that. And at the time, because uh, I, I, I was just doing what I felt to do in the Holy Ghost, and uh, God instantly healed him, and, and I may have told you, but I, I received a video from his pastor that he made, sent to his pastor, pastor uh, sent it on to me. Uh, uh, three days later, four days later, he's doing 48 push-ups. Before, his shoulder was so messed up, he couldn't even play the drums. God gave an instant miracle and healed him, but he left this other. Now, and I didn't even think about it until days uh, or even longer than that later. God, uh, why, why? that's all that God did. And there's a certain frustration if, if, if we are hungry for God and reaching for the things of God that, that we want that what we would term, what I would term apostolic power. There is no record that Jesus ever left anybody unhealed. And yet he said, greater works than these shall ye do. And we are reaching for and hungering for and, and, and desiring that, that power. But I'm telling you, I feel that drawing to that place. And that is only going to come to those that are in covenant with him. Verse 8 of, of Galatians 3 says, The scripture foreseeing that God would justify the heathen through faith preached before the gospel unto Abraham, saying, In thee shall all nations be blessed. So then they which, are, uh, which be of faith are blessed with faithful Abraham. 3 and 14 says that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. The, the big deal about the covenant of Abraham, and it was multifaceted, but the, the whole thing was that he gave everything he had to his promised son. There was nothing left out. 
And there is coming a day when everything that God has is going to be released into the earth to his covenant people. If the latter house is going to be greater than the former house and the latter rain is going to be greater than the former rain, what is it that is greater than people pulling, throwing everybody that they can in the shadow of Peter walking by so that they can be healed? He's just walking down the street and here they are. Just, just if, if they could just get in his shadow. I'm going to tell you one thing that, and the Holy Ghost has already allowed me to see it. Men of God getting up to preach and healing just as they begin to talk, sweep through a congregation and everybody in the congregation being healed. Praise God. God's bringing his church to a place where we've never been before. The Bible says in, 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 the, in the book of Acts, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. Now we hope that the hunger will draw uh, 50% or 75% or whatever percent, and, and, and some of them, uh, I've, I've, we've, we've seen it at times, however many number, but normally there's one or two or however many that, whatever reason don't but I'm talking about a dimension to where it is just dumped on them and all receive the gift of the Holy Ghost that's only going to come to covenant people because he's going to give everything he's got in the last harvest God is not going to hold anything back It's something to pray for. It's something to reach for. I've tried to imagine it in my own mind. God has allowed me to see it, but just to a certain degree. Folks, there's, a, there's got to come that time and that drawing where God draws us to an upper room experience to where we begin to tarry and begin to pray and we, and we see it and we start reaching for it because God is going to pour it out. I know there's faith in this place. I know that we believe God and and and. and and the dreams that God give us when he put this in our spirit a number of years ago, I'm telling you that every word that God has given to you is still alive. I've got some promises from God. You've got some promises from God. And God is going to bring every one of those promises to fulfillment. This is not the time to give up and, and, and uh, cast a word aside, but it's the time to, to grab hold and to pray and to believe because we're the children of promise and God is going to give everything to his covenant people. Peter went to the house of Cornelius 
And according to the record, everybody he preached to got saved. Everybody got saved. Boy, that's, that's a different day. That's a different day. But we're talking about an outpouring where it is God and not the work of man. It's going to get good. I learned a long time ago not to put time limits. You get into trouble when you're doing that. But I'm telling you, it is coming. It is coming. I believe it's in my lifetime. I believe it's in my lifetime. I believe it's in your lifetime. That we're going to see a wind of the Holy Ghost blow through like we've never seen before. Where they were all filled. And the phones start ringing. And people start saying, I, I heard about what's going on. Can you tell me about it? And we go and tell them about it. And the Holy Ghost falls on them. We're going to see it. To where you can't build buildings big enough and you have to go to multiple buildings and you go to multiple homes and it just keeps going and going and going and going. Praise God. I'm going to see it. I'm going to see it. That is to the people of covenant. Let me tell you what has happened and I'm going to close with this. Those... Uh, there was a tremendous move 50 years ago, started about 60 years ago. There was another wave that came through back in the 60s. And uh, it grew very, very big and uh, very large. But they didn't preach the, the necessity of receiving the Holy Ghost. And so the next generation didn't. It was just an added blessing. Well, lazy people will take what's easy. And so that generation that received that initial wave of the Holy Ghost within the last 15 years has died off. And they left a following that did not receive what they received. And so it has pretty much faded from the scene. When it comes to, to preaching the essentiality of Holy Ghost baptism, pretty much we're the only ones, and I don't mean this congregation, but the, the Pentecostals are the only ones left with very few exceptions. So when God gets ready to do his next wave, Guess where it's coming? It's coming to oneness Pentecostals. Praise God. Let's stand, shall we? Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Folks, there is a wind of the Holy Ghost that is coming. It's coming.
Let's gather around the front, shall we? Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. I'm talking about hundreds and I'm talking about thousands. I've told you before and I believe it with all my heart. And it seems like every time that uh, I'm up here, it's, it's one of those Sundays where everybody else is gone. I'm the, I'm the ultimate sub. But the day will come that out there at the fairgrounds, 3,000 receive the Holy Ghost in one day in this city. Oh, it looks impossible. It is. Except that there will be a wind of the Holy Ghost. What did it look like the day before Pentecost? A few stragglers. A few stragglers. Praise God. Folks, it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming to the people of promise, the covenant people. Let's love him right now, shall we? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 of whatever percent it is getting healed. I don't know if it's 10%, 20%. I don't know what it is. Don't have a clue. But what are we going to do? I mean, I'm, I'm trying to, because this is what's coming. Everybody you lay hands on is healed. time let's just love him shall we thank you lord thank you lord thank you lord thank you lord